ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. She spent almost three years detained in a Chinese prison before being unexpectedly released. Now back home, Australian journalist Chang Lei is telling her story and detailing the horrifying conditions she was detained in. Today, Dr Lavina Lee, a senior lecturer in security studies at Macquarie Uni, on why China released the mother of two now and what it wants in return. A three-year ordeal brought to an end. Chung Lei welcomed home to Melbourne by the Foreign Minister. It was really moving to meet Chung Lei yesterday and to speak to her kids who are not much older than mine. I made them a promise we would do everything, I would do everything I could to bring her home and uh, it was wonderful to see them together. Lavina Chung Lei, she's given her first interview since being released from prison in China to Sky News. She really detailed the horrors of her confinement, didn't she? Yeah, she did. I mean, she described, I thought, what quite horrific conditions that she had to endure in the, particularly in the first six months of her imprisonment, where she was in solitary confinement. And I think she described it as being buried alive. She says that she only had 15 minutes of fresh air per day and this was only from a small window at the top of a wall and the curtains were drawn. I certainly didn't feel there was fresh air and you never saw anything except the blue curtains and the mottled carpet and the beige padded walls. She had the lights on for 24 hours a day. She was isolated from other prisoners She was interrogated during this time in stress positions and, of course, didn't have a lawyer. It's horrifying. And she spoke, of course, also about seeing her two children for the first time in such a very long time. It was really quite emotional. So you get to the airport. Uh, Who's the first person you see? It's my kids running at me and my mum, who has aged a lot in the past three years. And we just all screamed. And my mum, like, wept. And I just held on to it. And I could feel, I could see that she had lost a lot of weight because of diabetes and just having to shoulder the burden. I mean, I can't imagine I have small children myself and to not actually see them for more than three years during that time or to be able to even communicate with them would have been really, really terrible. Lavina, I want to discuss why she was freed in a moment. But first, can you just tell me a bit about Chung Lei? What's her background? Yeah, I mean, look, I think most of us probably didn't know who Chung Lei was. She's 48 years old. She's an Australian journalist, Chinese-born, who happened to be working as a business reporter and an anchor on a Chinese state-run English language TV station called CGTN. And she was arrested on the 13th of August in 2020. I think she was just abruptly, you know, called from her office at work, taken home, 
to have a bite to eat. And once she was taken to imprisonment, she was accused of illegally supplying state secrets overseas. But for the last few years, we haven't really known what that meant. What what exactly had she done wrong? And it's only since her interview that she's actually said what she was accused of. And that was that she had been given some information under embargo by the Chinese government and that she had broken the embargo and released the story only a couple of minutes before the embargo had ended. And that was sufficient to be accused of committing uh, this this type of offence. An incredibly severe punishment for breaking an embargo, nothing we'd ever see here. Interestingly, Lavina, she was sort of seen as a symbol of the growing ties between Australia and China. So that changed very rapidly, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did change very rapidly. And you, I mean, I think it would make us all think, what, why would this have happened on such a flimsy grounds? And I think it's the, the timing of it. I think it's quite obvious. This was at the height of tension between Australia and China. And this is a period where China's ambassador to Australia had already issued a series of trade strikes on about a dozen Australian products, including wine, beef, barley, lobster, coal, valued at around $20 billion. And it was also that time where the Chinese ambassador released the infamous list of 14 grievances against Australia. Including its decision to ban Huawei from Australia's 5G network, also its push for a global inquiry into the origins of COVID-19 and Australia's pushback against foreign interference. But it's the way... It was really trying to send a message to Australia that we can uh, punish you in different ways, including punishing your citizens. And I say that because, you know, we've, we have other examples of China using the arrest of nationals in Chinese territory as a direct result of policy decisions by governments that they don't like. Another like really high profile case was that of the two Canadians, Michael Kovrig and Michael Spavor, who were um, held under a form of, I think, hostage diplomacy from 2018 to 2021. And that was in response to extradition proceedings against Huawei's chief financial officer, Meng Wanzhou. And once those extradition proceedings were dropped, these two were released. So mm. that was a quite obvious connection between their imprisonment and Canadian policy. Mm. So, Lavina, let's discuss then why it is she's been released now, the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, says there was a lot of work done behind the scenes to get her home. This is an outcome that the Australian government has been seeking for a long period of time and her return will be warmly welcomed. China claims that she confessed to spying and they say she was released because she'd actually served her term of two years and 11 months. Is that the reality of it, though? Is that really why she was released? Well, look, we can obviously speculate, um, but I'll just stress that she confessed. Uh, I think she's admitted that she confessed, but she confessed under harsh conditions of solitary confinement where she was basically put under lights for 24 hours a day, isolated, put in stress positions. So we really have to be very circumspect about the the veracity of any confession that she made. And I think that in the Chinese 
uh, legal system. All the trials are closed. We didn't even know what she was accused of. She wasn't given a lawyer to represent her. So it's not an adversarial system where she can put her position and interrogate the other side. So I think really we just have to take it as, as, a, as a political issue rather than a legal issue. And I think this is a, a kind of sweetener before Prime Minister Albanese meets President Xi in the next couple of months. Right, because Anthony Albanese is scheduled to go to Beijing before the end of this year. But is that really the reason why China decided to release her now? Look, I'll be honest with you, I don't think we do know why exactly. Um, we can we can kind of speculate as to why. Our government has been attempting very strongly since taking office last year to improve the relationship with China to kind of get it into a more even keel. And so I think the Chinese government, I would say, I think it has realised that its wolf warrior diplomacy in the preceding years wasn't really working. It, it hadn't changed Australian policy. It was quite unproductive in that it just made China look really like a bully mm. in the playground. So I think that change of, of government was seen as a, as a means in China's perception to reset the relationship between Australia and China and to try something new because their bullying doesn't seem to have been working. We have had some of our trade bans by China stopped. The trade bans on barley uh, were were stopped by China. So we could see this as um, kind of, you know, new gestures to the new government, gestures of, of goodwill in some way. So there are some concessions by China, but still there's another Chinese-Australian, Dr Yang Heng Jun, in prison there. Just remind me of his case because he's still behind bars. Well, he's been accused of espionage. So he's he's a he's a writer, a kind of pro democracy writer, and I wouldn't be able to tell you because they haven't really specified exactly what espionage he's been accused of. But he has been in his writings. He was a very prominent blogger, very critical of the Chinese government, and that in in itself is probably enough of an offence. I believe that um, Yang Jun is still unsentenced and he's been in, in jail since 2019. Because I guess one of the questions is, what do we need to give China in return for the release of Chung Lei? Is there strings attached, do you think? Yes, absolutely. And I, I think we, when you talk about strings attached, I think we have to remember that you know, remember what the status quo was, that if we were to give concessions to China for dropping trade strikes, trade coercion, for releasing effectively political prisoners, then we're basically paying a price for returning to the status quo. And mind you, I mean, individually, Cheng Li has paid a huge price. And you could say that even the industries that have been affected by the trade bans, the barley industry has, has paid a huge price that's not going to be rectified. 
So there'll be some, you know, important decisions that they would want us to change our position on. So, for example, um, there could be things like Australia taking positions on lithium. So at the moment, the Canadian government has ordered a divestment of Chinese investment into their lithium industry. And lithium is a, a key ingredient in electric vehicles. So if China, if Canada has, as uh, on security grounds, has ordered Chinese companies to divest, there will be some pressure on Australia to do exactly the same thing. And that would be something that would anger China. So just tell me, Lavina, what do you think's in store for the future of our relationship with China? This is one concession, of course, from the Chinese, but I gather there's a long way to go and there still remains some distrust between the governments. Yeah, uh, we've also got a lot of really, I think, very legitimate concerns ourselves about China's military build-up in the region, including its nuclear build-up. And of course, we've got the big issue of encroachment into the Pacific by, by China and that security agreement. So these are going to continue to be sore points, I think, in the relationship. So if you're asking what to expect, I think you can expect a, a, a toning down of rhetoric, but that there will still be points of difference that could actually raise some diplomatic problems for the government. Dr Lavina Lee is a senior lecturer in security studies at Macquarie Uni. Anthony Albanese has accepted an invitation to visit Beijing, although the dates for the trip are yet to be released. This episode was produced by Lara Corrigan, Nell Whitehead and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is David Cody. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.